Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Collision Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by another one of Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture. Me? <laughs> to look collision. ahead to this weekend's episode. What? AEW Collision. But before we get How? Part of this sort of thing. Why? Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. Where? Wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. When? <laughs> we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AW Collision, but also AW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete little quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet to look ahead to Collision this weekend off a sensational episode of AEW Dynamite that, unfortunately, has been kind of overshadowed the events the last 24 hours. A little bit. Um, I am going to do my best because I already feel like that intro alone will have alienated people. So in Cedric's absence, I'm going to do my best to uh, take off my Dr. Fed White coat. <laughs> and put on my, uh, hmm, not coat, my elite tinted glasses. Okay. There we go. I think um, I'm with Sidge 100% on this idea that it's worth uh, approaching with caution, this idea that all is all is fixed mm-hmm. and they're completely, like, I mean, you think what you want normally, like, that's, that's all we do and we talk about it, but... This is not... I've seen tweets to the effect of... An exact tweet this was. And I can't remember who tweeted it, but I, it certainly it was definitely posted in good faith. Uh, AW right now is how it was in... And this the periods they used were January, February 2020 and August, September 2021. Yes. It is that now. And I'm thinking, is it? Mm. I don't think it is. But you don't get to those... Without run-ups, you don't yes, get to those yeah. without periods of time where you're putting things in place. And I would say that I would rather—I've said this on the Dynamite review and previews and the like—I would rather AEW take as long as it needs to get there because at this point, like, what is this? Always happens when times I'm allowed on a collision. We end up just talking about AEW writ large. <laughs> what is success for yes, AEW? Yeah, there's not—they're not—they're not, they're not, they're not going to take over WWE. No. Certainly not anytime soon, but maybe ever. Market leader remains the market leader. The position is strong, especially in this, like, you know, um, with recording this, obviously, post the WrestleMania press conference. It just feels big. It's WWE's big time of year. But what are they? They are an extremely healthy 
uh, number two promotion mm-hmm. in North America when for 20 years there was a monopoly. They have just, well, they will sell out the Greensboro Coliseum for Sting's retirement, which yes. will do a really healthy number. Added more tickets, I think, to that. Yeah. I think, but, uh, I think every seat in that building they can sell, they will. It's going to do a really healthy number on pay-per-view, a medium that was once rendered dead, according to Vince McMahon, just yeah. because he couldn't sell them anymore because people didn't want to buy his shows. Um, they are, like, certain. I know nothing's for certain, but certain to get a great rights deal Oh yeah, WBD, especially now that WWE are out of the conversation. What that looks like, we don't know, in terms mm-hmm. of Dynamite Collision Rampage, what goes where, what stays, what goes, but they're going to get a load of money. Dynamite is going to get a load of money. They've been, like, stealing Dynamite since 2020, effectively, compared to what the rights are. Mm. They only need use WWE's rights to say, this is what wrestling's worth. You can at least meet us halfway here. So financially, they're going to be secure for whatever. Dynamite's going to pass Nitro with ease. Oh, yeah. Dynamite is what TNA Impact, despite its longevity, has never been, which is a credible alternative consistently. You wouldn't be arguing that if Mercedes... Money. Money. Was available back then, mm. given, let's pretend women's wrestling was where it was now, yeah. back then, for example. You wouldn't be saying, kind of toss up between TNA and uh, WWE where she's going to head to. It was yeah. an open and shut case. Exactly. And the fact that her and presumably Okada, Osprey, etc., mm-hmm. um, are choosing uh, this promotion, it should, yeah, right and bold for everyone. That just because, you know, they got disappointing ratings, for example, for, for this week's Dynamite. Right. Um, but that does not mean, yeah, they're going to shut up shop anytime soon. And, you know, they, they've established themselves providing the alternative. Yeah, and, like, it's, um, I'm sort of a <laughs> poor old Aesop here because I'm hijacking a fable. Oh. But uh, it's not really the hare and the tortoise. Not really. No. But, like, slow and steady can draw the race. <laughs> they can't, like, they, they can't win in a battle against WWE. And I know that Tony Khan says and has said challenger brand, and uh, that implies that it's always a fight. But, like, a Burger King really in competition with the McDonald's, or are they just massive yeah. on their own terms, and the people that like Burger King will choose Burger? Like, uh, Burger King Burgers will choose that place over McDonald's. I think that's what AEW are and what they're heading for. I, th- all of this is to say, by the way, that going through the card in prep for this podcast, I'm not going to fake that I'm like as hyped as I would be as I came on here with our SmackDown preview and we were basically still riding the wave of excitement off the press conference. Watch our news video. A couple yes. of stupid idiots that are old enough to know better <laughs> behaving like morons. Um, I think these... Uh, dynamites and collisions at the moment for me tend to surprise. I don't go in with a huge amount of anticipation mm. and then I tend to come out uh, pleasantly surprised when a card that just looks like a wrestling card turns out there uh, like spellbind me in places. That's or, a perfect example for collision. Especially collision, definitely, yeah. Like Dynamite at least was promoting quite a lot of stuff ahead of time, but I collision. Um, you know, not just like having like someone like a special guest like Hedgesera coming in. <laughs> but like Everything they're doing with the women's division, uh, everything that feels so like like needly, but in a re- it's it's not low key, but they're not over egging like the Danielson, Lady Kingston. Yeah, like I know they got a bit of time. Yeah, it's 
it's a very, very, very pleasing watch without ever being like a fireworks factory. Yeah. And I think that's I, that's worth pursuing. I, I honestly think that. And I think most AEW fans would agree. They want to feel happy and content with their choice of wrestling show. And it was that that was missing more than anything yeah. in 2023. That sense of that sense of loss. Oh, uh, it's gone now. The show I liked has, has gone. It's never going to be perfect. It's never... Not every wrestler is ever going to... That you want to get pushed is going to get pushed. Not every story and so on. But... It just has to broadly paint the picture you want to look at every week. And I think they've done a brilliant job of doing that of late. Yeah, and it's gone from initially being, well, what have you front-loaded the show with, to now it's so established that I haven't even written on my notes, for example. But what happens now with Daniel Garcia? What mm-hmm. happens, you know, with uh, Christian Cage and the TNT title? How does Adam Copeland factor into all this? Yeah. You know, FTR and Garcia, are they trios bound, or, or how does that work out? Where, where are they in the rankings right now? That's a very should good I, question. I should have checked this, because I was thinking about these as a trio um, the other week. But, because you've got something like a situation, I know we're flying all over the shop here, mm. but Mark Briscoe and the Hardys exist in the like the rankings as a trio to kind of tell you, the fan, that they're a trio, don't they? Yes. You probably wouldn't really think, well, you didn't think, did you? When was it? Ian Sidge were was it recording? And you thought, oh, this is great, House of Black, and then Sidge had to bring it to your attention. This yes. probably means your team with the Hardys. Yes, I thought it automatically just stupidly assumed. Uh, oh, great! Then uh, we're going to get uh, Malachi versus Mark Briscoe. Yeah, no, but not yet. So yeah, they uh, Daniel Garcia and FTR in the trios rankings together, or is it yeah. FTR in the tags? Or well, as of January thirty first, I can't find this mm-hmm. week's ones annoyingly. Uh, they are fourth. Okay. Uh, behind Dark Order, Hardys and Mark Briscoe, and uh, Bullet Club Gold. Of course, the trios champions, the acclaimed Daddy Ass. That's interesting, the Ring of Honor trios champions. Although, like, I guess they have to be, but those titles are in the mix yes. as well. I think they probably will pursue this as a trio, you know? Yeah. Um, keeps FTR out of the tag title conversation for a little bit, which is good. Keeps the belts fresh, and it keeps FTR like looking focused on something else. And Garcia is now, like, this close, isn't he? Mm. He's this close to being fully reformed as, like, the perfect version of himself. There's still there's still the dancing and there's still, the, like, that element of him that, like, feels like he might have earnestly fallen in love with the silliness. Yeah. But the relationship with the FTR following on from the Continental Classic, that's just a, a one-two mm. punch that has completely, like, shot him back into life. So I love watching these three together. I, I buy it as well. I didn't think I would, but I believe it. Mm. Like, I didn't when Daniel Garcia after everything that happened in the JAS, I didn't really want him to be put with people again. Yeah, but I love this bond with FTR. I really like the daddy magic th- element of this. Yes, like the sort of he's he's all but called himself a father figure. But how how far is that going to stretch? Like where? At what point? Does, like is Daniel Garcia's loyalty going to be caught in the question? Is he going to have to make a choice? Is he going to have to? Has he got all these people backing him because it's just going to be like a nice feel good story of a young wrestler that has been trying to work his yeah. way to the rankings? It's uh, it's again a, a, one of several in AEW now. His 2024 is like a low key big success. Yeah, if you think about where people were at, and you've got a lot of oh, rehabbing, a lot of rebuilding, having a great time. Uh, speaking of titles, the international title is on the line this weekend mm. in a weird but wonderful match. Orange Cassidy defending against Tomohiro Ishii. What's this going to look like? Oh, my God. I don't know. So, do we get the Orange Cassidy? Is this proper throwback 
picture before it even worked a singles match 2019 Orange Cassidy just to illustrate the difference between the two the the theoretical chasm between the two we know that Orange Cassidy ultimately will out wrestle and defeat oh my god I've jumped to the result first (laughs) he will defeat uh, Big Tom and retain the belt and everything like that but surely the best way to do this is because they're both baby faces is to have uh, Cassidy try first find that he's struggling up against this man mountain <laughs> and then revert to laid back po- oh well, alright I'll just put some glasses on your face and <laughs> lie down hands in pockets like c- you can really have both here can't yes. you you can have uh, every version of it to the point where when he reverts back into his like incredible high flying stuff I want to see Orange Cassidy drill that I'll say head and neck in one because it's just a com- <laughs> it's a combination type thing she's got going on drill him with an orange punch, and Ishii, like, not really go down, and then orange hit another one, and then Ishii just, like, fire him or something, with pump panel chop, something like that, and then falls down afterwards. Yes. Having suffered that. Uh, I'd love it if Ishii's got those, like, biker shorts. I wonder if he could put his hands in his pockets and just take a run at him. Not a, not a dive, yeah. just, like, take a run at Cassidy. It's... This should be, this was once upon a time, we've talked about these matches a lot, this was once the sort of match that you got a kick just seeing the graphic. Yeah. How's this happened? But it has been normalised. I would like the idea as well, considering what's been happening in recent weeks, of Roderick Strong trying to recruit, recruit Ishii. Oh, for Undisputed Kingdom. You know, he's like, oh yeah, let's do a deal. And mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember who it was, was like, oh, just because you shook my hand on me, you know. Ah, could that be? Could they? Amanda, was it, I think it was? Yeah. Could they run ringside a little bit um, because best friends are obviously not so hot right mm. now. So Cassidy might not have the support he would typically have. He's got match on Rampage tonight, of course. Yeah. He could, could they um, run ringside a little bit, fall short in a half-baked attempt at, you know, helping him out or whatever. And then they say, look, we'll let you in the group if you want. Like, we tried to help you in there. What, what are you doing? What are you playing at? And he rebuffs them and all the rest of it. And... Orange Cassidy tries to fight him off, whatever, but it's a numbers game, so the Undisputed Kingdom win. And it leads to Tomohiro Ishii versus Wardlow for a big Wardlow Whoa. win on, dy- on Dynamite or Collision or something. And I you, like that. You do that. You book that match. Wardlow at the moment, these squashes, uh, they're not ineffective, but they're not exactly feeling... You're not feeling like this man is on a rampage towards the tight mm-hmm. line. If anything, he's kind of feeling like he should be on rampage. So <laughs> they need to, like energize that a little bit. So you keep Ishii for the big Wardlow match. You keep uh, simmering the Cassidy and Roderick Strong stuff. Maybe questions are asked as to where Trent is. I think I think maybe... Oh, I, I would love to come and help, but I was... Yeah. I think maybe they do try and help, and they succeed, but they lose another person. So they've lost Chucky T already. Mm-hmm. This is the week maybe that they lose Rocky Romero. Good, Yes. Dan Housing can be another bit of collateral damage hey. in amongst all this. Um, don't recall. And the only person left is like Trent, and he's like, "Somewhere I'll be in your corner on the pape." Like, oh no! Do you think he joins the group if he turns there? I was just thinking that. I mean, it's not great for him, is it? No, it's it's been a weird few weeks. Mm. Um, like I say, it's just so surreal when you look at the way they utilise right now on telly to think they effectively closed out the last big pay-per-view of the year. Yeah. They were the last thing you saw. What the hell's that going to mean going forward into 2024? And now they're just 
you know, nothing against him, but taking out Chucky Taylor and kind of just waiting for MJF to come back, basically. I suppose it's that um, damned if you do, damned if you don't, isn't it? Because they put Roderick Strong, they put the target on Orange Cassidy via Roderick Strong straight away. No, like, and that's... Who's one of the next biggest baby faces who's free and we can take something from. Yeah, and that's committed. Yeah. That's uh, a committed philosophy. And there's been plenty of criticism in 2023 that the problem with AW wasn't the quality on the night it was the build on the way there and mm. it was the anticipation you are being given plenty of time too much if, if anything uh, to get ready for Strong and Cassidy and I just wonder if yet again it's a bad look more than anything else like the Undisputed Kingdom so like they've got the Ring of Honor tag belts mm-hmm. like challenges on AW are non-existent they might I'm not I can't speak to Ring of Honor but no. They could be defend the belts every week in absolute five star classics for all I'm aware, but it's Ring of Honor, so I need to start watching Ring of Honor because I know Johnny TV's feuding with Dalton Castle, and I love both of those Got guys. In there, um, so yeah. It, in terms of AEW, they're not no. defending the belts much. I've said it a million times. I say it's on blue in the face, but it's almost in defence of the Undisputed Kingdom here. The lack of an MJF that they attacked, yeah. or a Samoa Joe who they aided, having anything to do with them. Has badly marginalized. Yeah, them. you just who 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 else can they take a run at other than Orange Cassidy? Really, at the moment, that's why they're beating up the best friends because it's pretty much the only thing they've got with any heft to it. Mm. This Wardlow stuff is there's something really unfinished about it that I can't quite put my finger on mm. about why this isn't what it should be. Our fantasy booked uh, taking the failed Wardlow push and putting him back with MJF for such a long time, and now we've got what is effectively another version of that. I can't quite work out why. It's not clicked yet. Maybe it's the matches. Maybe Wardlow yeah. needs a match that you remember. I saw him at Double or Nothing jump off a ladder. Yeah. Uh, and like that's my memory of Wardlow when he was still trying to like find his way. So, yeah, let's let's say this spins off into Wardlow and uh, Big Tom down the road. I like that. Orange uh, Cassidy retains, obviously. It's another match. Oh, yeah. It's another match. I'd put my mortgage on. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, one thing you had a problem with on uh, on the Dynamite review was mm. this BCC CMLL feud. Um, mm. That continues on Collision. Uh, Moxie and Claudio taking on some uh, CMLL stars. They kind of have to lose, don't they, the BCC? Because I know, yes, oh, well, they're getting wins. The CMLL All-Stars, as Sid just dubbed them and I've just nicked, um, <laughs> have got wins on Rampage. But, I mean, they barely even show that, and let alone mention it. And it does feel like if you're doing an invasion, mm. as we've seen in many a time, yeah. you kind of have to take the L a little bit sometimes. It is a difficult, uh, a difficult balance to strike, ultimately. Um, and so far, Tony Khan's working relationships are, like are absolutely to be applauded. Yep. But he doesn't really disguise that his priority is AEW, mm. and he should, by the way. But like in terms of the working relationship with New Japan, especially the one with Impact, and now so far with CMLL, it's very much well. I want the majority of it to feel very AEW centric and. Like my guys win. Like that was the first thing to do with the Ring of Honor, wasn't it? Yeah. We were there. Super card of honor. It was basically like going to watch like an AW show with the amount of people that suddenly were airlifted in yeah. off the roster. Fine. Like that's it's his roster and it's his brand that he's got to but that's the one that's commanding all the money at the yeah, uh, yeah. negotiation table. Do that. However, yeah, strictly from a storyline point of view, um, I don't know. I don't think I'm on an island, but I don't know if I'm necessarily representing a large voice of people here. The thing about the BCC just winning over and over again, even if I know that the return wins are come or they're taking place on Rampage, the problem is, is that even when the match is telling me the story that they know they're under threat, the fact they're getting it done still neutralizes that yes. threat. Like, yes, the match can tell me that the BCC are having their asses handed to them, by these aerialists that they're just not ready for. They thought they'd wrestled every aerial technician in AEW, but they weren't ready for the stars of CMLL, proper luchadors. But they, they, so they kick them in the dick and win. Like, yes, it's telling you they're overmatched, but they're getting it done. I grew up watching Alex Ferguson's Manchester United mm -hmm. grind out wins, and leagues were won by winning ugly, mm -hmm. like winning those games that you're not fancied to win or taking draws and turning them into late wins and stuff like that. That's to me at the moment feels like where this feeds at because you've got these invading forces and the BCC they may be scared mid match and then it's like if you cheat a bit yeah you don't need to be scared yeah I can like, understand like you say yeah they've put those caveats in and I sort of allowed for the the Danielson win over Hechicero last week mm. because uh, a Danielson had to sort of steal one yeah that's like bloody hell imagine having to say that mm -hmm. like Danielson doesn't just dominate and. You know, he's the, he's the he loves the job. Like yeah, he's, he's, he's the one of all of them. I'm like, you got a single Kingston. You don't win loads as it is. If you're on, I think he's lying. But I think if he's on his last year and this is some sort of semi-retirement <laughs> yeah. tour, like pick the wins up to make the, the final losses matter and all that. He's the one. I would say actually, actually fine. Like yeah. get your win. But I uh, dynamite. I just I really wanted the results to go the other way. Yeah. Really did, and it and it didn't. Especially because it's an evasion, and then they're not they're not baby faces or heels either side. But when the AEW lot came out of the locker room to help the BCC, the idea was supposed to be, like, fighting off these invading forces. It's like, to be... Weird sentence. To be absolutely fair to the outside invading forces, <laughs> they did lose for cheating. Yeah. It's a bit off. Do you think this is one where the CMLO lads cheating? Like, oh, turn about fair play. I'll... Yeah, I'll keep hoping. they get the W, I don't care. That's it. It's, it's Moxley and Claudio. Yes. Maybe they get Claudio back tonight. 
Maybe because he was the one who was driving it on Wednesday, so maybe they get revenge. Johnny No Jobs ain't laying down yet, baby. No. Not yet. Not on collision. Um, big match, John. We'll save that for Arena Mexico or a pay per view. Mm. So yeah, maybe they get Claudio tonight. Yeah, uh, Tony, and, it, and it'll be great. Yeah, flip ups, kip ups. <laughs> Tony Storm returns to Collision this weekend. First time since October she's been on this show. Obviously, she's been sort of like, yeah, going to do whatever you want, Mariah May, but I'm mm. not going to pay any attention to it. She faces Queen Aminata. Um, she's not going to lose. Yeah, she's on the road to uh, Revolution, the honor. Yeah, with the sort of specter of. Mercedes Monet hanging over her. Um, sort of a two-part question here. So let's start with, I mean, a fairly straightforward victory for Tony Storm, but perhaps another showcase of her being like, I'm a technical wizard now? I think so. That was really nicely done. Uh, again, maybe by acknowledging them and give that gives them oxygen and you shouldn't. But I saw a really funny tweet that looked like it was begging to be engaged with the other day about, like, <laughs> tune in for Dynamite and uh, just a bunch of matches, no stories. And then <laughs> a bunch of livid fans replied saying, well, here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this. And they didn't want to take it. It was like, yeah, but where, where was the... Uh... It was it was like, honestly, me at my worst. Like, about, like, I just need some skits to break it up. There was this guy tweeting, yeah, but where are all, like, the... Promos and the the packages and the backstage stuff. Yeah, and it was like, no, that match had this story. Here's what's happening there. They made it explicitly clear. <laughs> Tony Storm uh, and Diana Parazzo is one of the best. Mm. I think yeah. I really liked how they used the match to illustrate. I expect they do it here. I tell you a little thing I've got with this. This is an odd thing to complain about. Maybe it's spoiled wrestling fan here. Um, I I, I wouldn't be just beating Queen Aminata again. No. I get it. I get it though. I do get it. Right by putting her in the match. It's given her a platform again. It's given her moments within the match to shine, as she did last week. Serena mm-hmm. Deeb. But she is going to lose, and she is being positioned as the obvious loser. Maybe, like Tony Khan, this is one of those situations where he believes face time is key. Maybe he just thinks, just keep showing, like, showing what you can do. Familiarize yourself with the fans. If they keep hearing your name... And then they tune in, and then there you are, and you back up this reputation that you're building. Maybe that's the strategy. Mm. Maybe, like, if you or I or Sidgwick... Three out of the last four collisions she'll have lost on. Yeah. Deeb, uh, obviously, uh, Tony Storm, and Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. uh, beat her in January. Maybe it's one of them things where the strategy is, look, if your name keeps getting read out on a podcast, uh, people, <laughs> people are going to want to track you down. Yeah. So we'll put you on TV so they can find you. Doesn't matter if you're winning or losing, just keep doing your best and people will find you. Maybe that's better in Tony Khan's mind than having to have this awesome one-off experience and then she disappears for six weeks. Yeah. You know, like one of them jobbers. Who was that guy that we loved in WWE and he just jobbed twice and then he was gone? Like, I'm talking like pandemic where it was like there was nothing and then it was just, um, do you remember? Yeah. Like a real like sort of vibe and an energy and he was like quite powerful like a biggish guy in like a singlet. Denzel Dejeuner. That's it. They renamed him and released him. But he had a he did a couple of jobs on TV and he was sort of captivating, wasn't mm. he? And then he was gone. And then eventually he was released and it was you were just told, forget about him. Yeah. Maybe they think that by having her continue to feature, that's better than that. Maybe the idea, like the problem with the word of mouth thing is it's gonna spread and then nobody's gonna be able to find you. We want timeless Tony Storm is somebody that people will tune in for, and when they tune in for her, they're going to get you mm. as well. I like that. But she wins. She she absolutely... Like, Tony Storm wins. She wins well. She taps Queen Aminata, probably. Um, 
do they do anything with Mariah May here, possibly, as well? Yeah. Like, I kind of think that's... Her on commentary, maybe? Yeah. That wouldn't be too bad. Like, what if she's on commentary, and... Ah, what if she's on commentary, and she asks, like, a favour of Luther, and Tony Storm just catches it? Mm. And so that's... Luther's not for you, darling. She's <laughs> for me. And that's just a little something like where she's... Or, again, little ways in which Mariah May has started to take Time of Sunny Storm's place. So she's taken a place at the commentary desk. She's taken a place in terms of bossing Luther around. And then she, she doesn't even need to factor in the finish, but she could factor in the finish, I suppose, and is getting her own sort of, ah, Mariah May was really great there. And it's taken a little bit of Tony's spotlight. And it's just, because you're building Prazzo, but that's that's a long game, isn't it? Mariah May is a long game. Uh, speaking of MMs. Money. Um, <laughs> press the wrong one there. Hang on. Money. Money. It's like the reverse effect of the feeling when you hit the Oh My God. It's normally Sage hits the Oh My God, and then Lou Baker carries on singing afterwards. I was like, oh, that's oh God. We get taken down. <laughs> um, yeah, there's obviously nothing confirmed, but all but confirmed that we're getting Mercedes Mene, TD Garden, Boston, etc. Big beers and yes, cha ching. Um, <laughs> I'm working on Just it. Just now? Yeah. Um, more. MM teasers, more Mercedes, more Mercedes Monet mentions. Oh, I like it a bit. Not loads. He doesn't. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I would. It was one of the coolest things about the punk stuff, wasn't it? Once you had the graphic, once you had the vibe, once you had the, oh my God, it's actually happening. And then Kenny Meg is wearing a Cookie Monster t-shirt. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, it's fun for the uh, Twitter detectives. Who are now called the ex-detectives. It makes it sound like they used to be detectives and they've taken up a different job. Yes. Dr. Fed would be an ex-detective, I suppose. <laughs> uh, changing the brown Columbo jacket for a white doctor's <laughs> one. Um, yeah. I love that stuff. Uh, you know, um, R.I.P. Bray Wyatt. The last sort of great thing attached to that character was yeah. the White Rabbit campaign, yeah. wasn't it? Like how much fun people got out of that and gleaned out of it. They're only built up to, again, like this, a debut that you simply know it's happening. They don't need to say it. They just need to continue to imply it. I'd love that. I'd love all sorts of stuff. I don't know what exactly. I imagine there'll be... You keep your ears pricked for somebody being referred to as a moneymaker, mm. I would imagine. Um, so-and-so will possibly say to somebody else, you could take... Like, somebody wants to make a statement, you could take that to the bank. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, AW sort of cars, somebody's driving a Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Snoop Dogg Yeah he can work <laughs> Snoop Dogg can start winning some squashes uh, What if uh, Mariah May says Well done on a fantastic performance Tony mm -hmm. I'm so happy for you I've got it Okay. I wanted to give you your flowers Yes But I went to buy them Tried to use my bank card And I had insufficient funds Brilliant Really good what about if some wrestlers are backstage and they're like, and one says to the other, what's that song on the radio on that dance station yeah. from the late night is you're listening to? Okay. And they say, oh, that, well, you know what it's called because it's only got one lyric in it. Oh, I'll have to wait for it to come around. And then the lyric goes, Ecuador. Ecuador. And the wrestler goes, who's that? <laughs> And the other wrestler goes, Sash. And the other wrestler goes, Ah. 
Um, uh, oh, I had one then as well. Bollocks, it's completely gone. Oh, yeah. So, um, uh, Tony Storm is uh, cutting a promo after the match. Yeah. Saying, like, you see, that's what happens, Queen Avenatta. That's mm-hmm. what happens to you, and that's what's going to happen to you, Dion Perazzo. I bloody hate you. I had a sniff of you the other day, and you were disgusting. And I'm going to teach you a lesson at Revolution. I'm really getting really wound up at this point. Yeah. And Mariah May says, calm down. Keep your wig on. Oh, very good. Mm. Um, or, or, or she says, oh, oh, better than that. Scratch that one. Okay. So she said, uh, Renee, because she's dragged onto every bloody thing at the moment. Yeah. Um, not, not having to go at her, by the way. That's just some episodes of Dynamite. I'm like, you're earning your money tonight, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, she, she says, um, she says, Tony Storm, welcome back to Collision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How good is it to be back on Saturday night? <laughs> Wigfield starts playing. <laughs> Right. And she goes, I don't like wigs, Field. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, I'm, really, I'm really sorry we haven't had a lot of sleep after the uh, WrestleMania press conference. Or go backstage, Jeff Hardy's doing a painting. Remember that? Mm. Remember that was the thing sometimes? He's got his brush out. Yeah. And you think, oh, he's going to, I don't know, like paint one of his years. Think, it's a clown on fire, man, because this place is a hard circus. But it's not. It's actually a bridge over water lilies. And Renee's like, that's actually stunning. And he says, I can't claim the design. That was actually a Monet. Very good. Yeah. Um, Anyone? What else is there? What else is there? <laughs> what is, what's in the news? Uh. uh <laughs> Uh, um, so somebody's watching some tape in the back. It's WWE licensed footage, so they can't actually broadcast it. Mm. But uh, show one side, of the, the other side of the telly. Yeah, yeah. And the wrestler's like, "Oh, that um, police type wrestler just did a move very similar to the one Big Bill hit Darby Allen with on mm. Dynamite. Like, he's a he's a big man. Mm. The boss, very good. Yeah." I was going to do a Springsteen thing, but now I can't work out how we get there. That's good. Oh, I know. So, like, uh, what's all that noise that was happening in Vegas last night? They were only talking about things taking place on the streets of Philadelphia. <sighs> Love it. Oh, oh, I got another one. Uh, Pac returns, and he says, uh, turn that sash off, because I've got some music I want to listen to in the locker room okay. where we apparently just play music. And uh, it's terrible. It's absolute f***ing actually and they're saying what is that and the lyrics are like i was born in newcastle <laughs> and i didn't have much money and then i got some money oh knee f- discounts oh betraying me f- class oh i'm stealing a f- living oh and someone said turn that off it sounds just like the boss yes Bruce Springsteen. I like that. Yep. Um, in the locker room, and yep. they go, um, not long left on collision. Yeah. What time's your match? Oh, my match is at nine o'clock. Do you know what I call nine o'clock? Bruce Springsteen o'clock. Why is that? Uh, <laughs> but sometimes I just want to, just want to like save time and just say it's probably boss time, isn't it? <laughs> so, huh? Tick, tick, moving, tick. <laughs> Anything else? No, we've done them all. That's all. I mean, that's like six weeks teasers and she debuted on March 13th. Hey, hey, welcome, Tony. <laughs> Can I have more? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? Uh, they say, Tony, um, 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 what, um, what, I'll tell you what, 
Tony actually, right. Got a good one, mate. Last one, I promise. Tony, uh, congratulations on uh, Green Arenata. Um, what is your least favourite development with Premier League football combined with a weather event? And she's like, I bloody hate tornadoes, mate. But most of all, I dislike the introduction of VAR. So probably if you merge those two... <laughs> That's probably my least favourite thing. Well, but that would be Varnado. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, so it would. That's a weird word. Anyway, see you next week. See you later. And then on to the next match. <laughs> Are we going to hear from Adam Copeland tonight? Not tonight. I always forget. It's this weekend. Yeah. Um, who or what's next for him? He's, he's running through people in this Cope Open. He's racking up the wins. Where was he on the rankings, actually? He must be there or thereabouts now. Didn't we... I've got a game for you here. He's third or fourth, isn't he? Because you've got Highland and Swerve at one and two. You uh, are right, yeah. Third? Is he? If you were Adam Copeland, would you call for a bit of VAR, in fact? The rated VAR superstar. And ask for... Brilliant. Uh, thank you, I, I know. And, uh, and ask for a second look at this whole situation. Highland and Swerve, draw. And then let's say Cope wins again. He beats somebody. Play a game. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, that's another win. And I heard what Samoa Joe said, and he was like, oh, why am I fighting two guys when I could be fighting one? Does he does he have any complaint in this, or is he strictly winning to get to the TNT title? I think so. I think he... Uh, in, in how many weeks have we got till, till uh, Revolution? March the... Third? Yeah. So three weeks after this. They're having their rematch there, do you think? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's going to be one of those, you know, all or nothing, I think. Yeah. Christian's like, well, if you want to beat me. I like the idea of him, you know, we hear from him tonight. That doesn't prevent him from having a cope open with the, you know, quite light on matches. It makes sense mm-hmm. at time of recording. So he beats someone else. We'll play the game in a second to pick his opponent. And he says, um, right, that's me. I'm third. Like you say, I'm in, I'm... One and two have decided, or have already decided where they're going. So I'm kind of next in line to pick who I want to face. And we all kind of know where I'm going with this. Yeah. I like him saying, I'm going to do another open challenge on next week's Dynamite or next week's Collision. If you're so confident in your Prodigy or your kill switch, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll lay down the gauntlet of like... On Nick Wayne's mom. It's not on Nick Wayne's mom. Boo me, a mother. <laughs> um... Yeah, effectively saying book a match between one of the yeah, okay. one of the kids of of Christian, which obviously he defeats. Nick Wayne is the last hurdle. Yeah, quite a good one. So he goes it? through yeah. Kill Switch, goes through Nick Wayne, and then on that, then you basically on the week of the pape. But that's for next week, Wilborn. Who's he going to fight tonight? Slash tomorrow. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. Uh, I have the AW roster page open in front of me. I'm scrolling through it. Tell me when to stop, picking on between one and five. And, uh, of course, Pro Evo rules do apply. Stop. Okay. Five. Right, Roderick Strong. <laughs> Creates a few... Uh, Crossing the streams a bit there. Creates a few narrative issues. And I've seen one larger one get dealt with already this week. I don't wish to see another one. Uh, we'll twist. Okay. Stop. Mm, one and five. Two. Again, Matthew Jackson, quite busy. Okay, we'll <laughs> twist again. But well, this is it. 
It adds good pressure, this. So this is who we can confirm will be an a- uh, answering, sorry, the the Cope Open Challenge. There's Jeff Jarrett. I'll scroll past him for once. Committed rankings booking. Here as well, right? And let's just land on whoever we get is we get. Do you know what a really cool thing about this could and should be? Go on. Is that if it's not Nick Wayne, like, Cope could lose and the rankings are back. And yes. that's class. Like, we all do the three more wins or whatever, and that's it. He gets his Christian match. And then Christian screws him. Or he falls short, and it's like, mate, your wins and losses matter. Yeah. And you've just been beaten, and tough tits, and now what are you going to do? And that's a really cool thing we're kind of overlooking here. That's Espe- a good point. Especially because we're going to put him up against, stop, mm. three. <laughs> I can tell you, if you'd have said five, mm-hmm. you'd have had uh, Joe Watt. If you'd have said three, you'd have had Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, ah. which would have been Fun. No, what did you say? Did I say you said two? You said about Jack Murray. You said three, though. Yeah. Buckle up, everybody. Tonight, bollocks. This weekend (laughs) on AEW Collision, join... Oh, can we announce who is reviewing it on Monday? Oh, yeah. People love this. It's going to be myself and Scott Tailford reviewing Collision on Monday in the absence of uh, Wilborn and Sidgwick. Uh, we're all in a lot of trouble because Hamlet's behind the wheel, guys. <laughs> so keep your fingers crossed that podcasts even appear on the feed, let alone get recorded. I'll be doing uh, Collision with Scott. I think I'll be doing Smackdown and possibly a Raw preview. No, a Raw preview with Phil. And then we might have a little bonus treat in store for our Smackdown review come Video. Ooh. Are we going to put those two together again? While obviously all the talk is around WrestleMania, yep. SmackDown will feature as a part of our afternoon video on YouTube, Time TBC, but we'll get out on socials. We've got a little idea in mind for okay. how that might look. So, yes, it won't be normal service next week in Wilborn's absence. Do you know as well? Actually, Will, you weren't in the room when he said so. Um, NXT next week. Yes, of course. Big um, matches. Yeah, well, me and Sid are going to be two men down. A second match. What? Because uh, Stax isn't coming either. You're joking. No, he's uh, he's he wants to be really rested up for the tag title match. Understandably. And then he just said it was going to be a party on the Wednesday. He's going to the club. He's going to the club. It's Stax in the club, <laughs> in the club. Uh, because he's just assuming that they're going to be celebrating the victory. Right, obviously, yeah, makes sense. You'll have to let us know if he gets in touch with you. Because yeah. he often sends you some of his material in advance, doesn't mm-hmm. he? So. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of uh, wrapping this one up, um, this weekend, Adam Copeland, potentially losing, of course, as you say, to really screw up the rankings, is going to take on, and uh, I don't think we have ever, ever seen this match before. It's a real dream match of uh, of uh, epic proportions because it's going to be, in one corner, Adam Copeland, <laughs> and, in the, and in the other... Jake Hager. <laughs> God. <laughs> I've never seen that match. I've never seen Jake Hager versus Adam Copeland. No. No. What's that going to look like? I've also never... Well, well, it might look a bit like Edge versus Jack Swagger. Huh? But it's because they're just so influential. Right, okay, fair enough. A lot of matches look like Edge versus Jack Swagger. Influential guys, influential chemistry, legendary matches. We all can remember the classics. But I've certainly never seen Adam Copeland versus Jake Hager. Let's have that first time meeting. There you go. Let's do it. 
Let us know your thoughts ever for AEW Collision this weekend. And X uh, at What Culture WWE. Watch they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, the SmackDown preview where we tackle all of the fallout from the WrestleMania XL kickoff press conference thing is available right now. And me, Phil, and Nicholas will be back later on today with. Wrestle culture complete with a hashtag bloody good quiz. But for now, this has been the Collision Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.